Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter? And it's Friday, Friday, August 5th. And you know what we do on Fridays? It's Fighting Fridays. We're fighting with each other. Maybe not with each other, but we're going to be going over the uh, the UFC. Uh, what is it? It's a Vegas slate, right? They're 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 in the they're in the apex, right? I think tomorrow, twelve fights tomorrow. Go over some DFS strategy. Give me those thumbs ups on your way in the door. Thummy thumbs helps us out. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, people, they'll be covering the uh, the MLB slate later today. Thirteen games. Tonight, there's a bunch of weather situations going on, so tune in to Crunch Time, which is free all season, brought to you by FanDuel, so Kevin Roth will be there with uh, with everyone else going over the, the picks, the plays, the strategies, everything for tonight's DraftKings and FanDuel slate on uh, for MLB tonight. Uh, good morning, Wataz, Suki Singh, Doug Montgomery, Daniel Hutchings, Lucas Ionetsko, D. Fick, good morning, let's do this. Uh, the the MMA slate, If you want, if you want a full breakdown of every fight, we have that under Roto Grinders Premium. So uh, that'll be posted today. The MMA Grounded Pound podcast. It's about an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, Mike Brown, H3 Buddha, Liam, uh, and uh, and I go through uh, fight by fight. Uh, what are the chances of fighters scoring 100 points? Talk about ownership. Talk about paths to victory. All the, all the fight breakdowns you could possibly want. Uh, plus the expert survey should be out and in uh, some articles and obviously you get the projections and the ownership and everything. Click on the link in the description to get Roto-Grinders combo premium MMA is included. Get everything, get NFL, get NBA, get an MLB, get, get whatever you want. PGA doesn't matter. Esports, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Click on that link, get $10 off your first month. Subscribe, join me in the, the blenders game theory channel ask me whatever question you want i do some private coaching there good morning uh grant brown colton fisher getting the latecomers getting in for for the mma the mma slate the ufc slate tomorrow 12 fights a little late start time seven o'clock at eastern i i like the earlier stuff right i don't mind the pay-per-view cards being late but i don't like these these apex ones these fight night cards especially this card this card features a lot of heavy favorites okay uh, it, which are not necessarily my my favorite slates because uh, most likely, more likely than not, uh, using most of your salary will be will be optimal. And uh, obviously you're going to run more, into more duplicates that way. But I mean, you say you see here uh, just on the sheet, I mean, we have McKinney at minus 900, uh, Ola Jaychuk at minus 650, and then we have a whole bunch of fighters that are like three to one, two to one, three to one favorites. Jamal Hill in the main event, minus 330. Minus 265, minus 300, minus 310. We get a minus 270 fighter at 8,600. I mean, it's just a lot of heavy favorites. So uh, not, not many, the dogs may not be barking tomorrow. It may be one of those slates where the, 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 the highest scoring loser is in the optimal lineup. Really depends on how many points like someone like McKinney or Ola Jacek puts up or Hill in the main event. Uh, but... It makes lineup construction tough because you these these underdogs are they're not looking good. They're not looking good. Lucas Yonetsko says soccer's back. Yeah, so I talked about soccer on the on the Tuesday show. If you want to go back to the Tuesday show, I did a little primer, a little soccer DFS primer. We got EPL, English Premier League, uh, ten o'clock tomorrow morning. 
Eastern time. I, I will, you'll, you see my head to heads in the lobby. Feel free to take them if you want. Um, it's a four game slate. So not, not that bad. Uh, but, but these, these, these heavy, 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 heavy favorites. Uh, it's really going to come down to who scores the most. I mean, it's not, not, not a revelation. Whoever scores the most. Uh, but the higher the price fighters are, the more they have to score, which is not a revelation either. But it's quite possible Terrence McKinney puts up 115 points and doesn't make the optimal lineup, even with a top six score. Because if not many underdogs, if, if only one dog wins, like 150, like you may not be able to fit in. I mean, a McKinney, if we take a look here, like let's say we make a lineup with McKinney, like the most popular fighters. So let's say McKinney up top, Jamal Hill, main event favorite. Look at this ownership. Then we get Spivak at 40%. We got Quinlan at 51%. I mean, you got 70-50. Like, I mean, how do you even make this lineup? You can't even make this lineup with that. Well, I guess you could play Sam Alvey. You can play Sam Alvey and, and Granger. There's like, well, there's one there's one lineup that you could do this with. I believe so. There's only one lineup without, without stacking a fight. Right, because you play Alvey. Because you wouldn't play Gonzalez because you're playing McKinney. You play Alvin Granger. That's that like that's like literally the only combo, I believe. All right, now maybe you can play. Now you can't play Santos because that would that would stack against. Yeah, if we run if we run this, it's going to just give me one lineup, right? I'm assuming so. Let's 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 do that. Put it up at 300. I mean, if we do this, I should just get one. I don't even get any lineups, right? But I think one lineup fits that. You can't even play. You don't even bother trying to play that lineup. Uh, Alvy Granger in the last two spots with all all these 50, 40 plus percent owned guys. But let's say you play three of these guys. Okay. So let's say you play McKinney, Hill, and Quinlan. Okay. So the three highest owned guys. Right. So we got 48, 54, 51. So let's put that into our little combo calculator. 52, 51, something like that. It's something like that. 12% of lineups, about. We go back here, right? 48, 54, 54, 51. Okay, and let's see how many combinations of the other three fighters we could even make. Average remaining player salaries, 76, 33. We could still make a bunch. It's enough. Well, let's 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 see. I mean, for this combination is going to be so duplicated. Ninety-seven. So we're going to go here. We're going to type in ninety-seven combinations. Average dupes in the in the large field is forty-four. Average dupes. Okay, the ones that spend them a lot of money, a lot of salary, are going to be heavily duped, right? So that forty-four number, maybe some of these lineups, like if we sort by uh, by total salary. So this is the type of thing that you you have to. That there's some nuance here. That this this uh, average dupes is just this is just a blunt way of just using a product ownership ownership product to kind of estimate how many times a lineup uh, the combinations of lineups could be duped. So here with the fifty thousand. So if you play that anything with fifty thousand is going to be duped heavily. Even with guys like Sam Alvey or Wayne Silver, uh, Cachoeira. Right, these fifty thousand lineups. But if we go down to the low end of the salary pool, right, a forty-eight-four lineup. Those three fighters with Granger, Usman, Alvi, and leaving sixteen hundred on the table. Less duped, so not forty-four times. This 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 may not even be duped. This may be a unique lineup. But of course, your win equity 
on this slate is is quite low. The lower the the more salary you leave on the table, your 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 win equity is going to go significantly down the further you go down. Probably around 495 you're fine, but probably under 1000 remaining salary just that look at these look at the odds of of the of the fighters. Like like half the fighters are at least 2 to 1 favorites. At least two to one favorites, if not three to one or more favorites. So if we see three dogs win and put up a good, and they have to still put up a decent score, yeah, those 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 lineups that leave a thousand on the table could could win. But it just the likelihood of that happening is much lower on this slate. On another slate where the top fighter is only a minus two to one favorite, yeah, they have leaving tons of money on the table, right? So I think I think we may we may see some people leaving fifteen hundred on the table. And they'll get a unique lineup, but their win equity is going to go significantly down. Uh, Daniel Hutchings is in the chat uh, playing with the Sims. Quinlan Hill-McKinney combos making up only about 2% of his lineups on the DK main. Yeah, we're talking about the large field contest on DraftKings. Right, so these, so I, 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 to me, I'm avoiding this. Right, making a group something don't get uh, more. I mean, maybe not no more than one, possibly, but definitely not three. You can find some, like I said, if you leave enough money. Let's let's go to like 49, 49, five ish, forty nine six. Alvi Sakai. We have a lot of Alvi in here. How about lineups that don't have Alvi? Fifty three percent of the lineups have Alvi in it. In order to play this combo, you're gonna have to play a lot of Sam Alvi. Let's get let's get rid of those. Can we get rid of those? Let's get rid of, okay, let's let's see. We got 97 lineups here. Let's see, can we find, this is what I always say, like if a play whoever you want type of mentality of like, this isn't a, you, you can play all three together. The question comes in is whether or not, can you find a lineup that is plus EV that has all three together? There aren't, out of these 97, maybe there's five, maybe, I don't know, 10, maybe, if that, maybe there's none, who knows? So we're going to take out all the Sam Alvey lineups. Let's just go through and just, just X this out. Something where we don't have to play Sam Alvey. I'm not saying that that's not plus EV. It's just that I, Sam Alvey has lost his past eight fights. I I will not be playing much of him. I'm not sure that Ola Jacek ends up putting up a ceiling score. You know, Ola Jacek finishes him in the second round or something because Alvey slows down fights. Let's say we didn't want to play Alvey. Okay, so now we go to the high end of the spectrum of salary and start getting rid of these 50k lineups. Right, because these these are gonna be these these will be duped. 49 nine, even the 49 nines. Get rid of the 49 nines. Get rid of the 49 eights, even. Let's get rid of the 49 eights. Okay. So now we're at 49.7. So now let's go to the low end. And let's get rid of anything with the thousand. Okay, let's get rid of that one, and then let's go to uh, total ownership as a guide. Total poem, two forty four. So like something like this, forty nine seven with those three fighters: Egger, Granger, Sato. Like this ownership is just too much. I don't think Sato is going to be twenty six percent owned. I think he's going to end up being like sixteen percent owned. I think we have Wits ownership too low and Sato's ownership too high. But if we just use, we're just using the numbers that are on the screen right now. So we're gonna get rid of this. Get rid of get rid of 240, 239. Like this is too much ownership. 20, Uzman at 23. Well, this is 49,000. So I don't mind this as much. Let's go to total owner. 
So we want total ownership, anything that's 49, 6 or above. That's too high. 49.6 or above. Let's get rid of 49.6, 46, 49, 46, 49, 47, 49, 49, 7, 49, 7. We're still over 200% total. 46, 49, 49, 7. Because even this lineup, this is Brogan Walker, Augusto Sakai, leaving 300 on the table. Like this may be duped more than five times. Right? It's gonna this is gonna be tough. Let's even get rid of the 49-6 lineups. Let's sort by salary. Total salary, high to low. 49-5, Do we got rid of okay? Can this can this be plus EV? You have Hill, McKinney, Quinlan, Neil, Usman, Sakai. Maybe. I think I'm much more likely to have two sub 20% fighters. Because I think Neil Neil Neil's going to be decently popular at 7,700. So get rid of that. So I'm finding two, like Sakai and Walker. Like this lineup, maybe. But then you have a 34% fighter here. Where we go through some of these, maybe not this one. Is Sakai at 14, Cachoeira at 20, and Granger at 34. Do we have ones that don't have Granger in it even? I don't think Granger's going to be 34 either. I think Granger's going to be something in the high 20s. But yeah, it's tough to find. I mean, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if Ken, is there a plus EV line? Is there a lineup? I mean, you'll leave money on the table, I guess, and hope that three underdogs come through. I mean, that's what it looks like. What's the highest salary lineup? I mean, Brogan Walker's a, a slight dog. Granger's a dog and Sakai's a dog. So these are all like three dog lineups on a slate where we don't expect many underdogs to win. So these types of construction, and a lot of people will be making a, some type of construction like this. Hill, McKinney, Quinlan, Hill, McKinney, Spivak, McKinney, Spivak, Quinlan, Hill, Quinlan, Spivak, you know, be something like that. That's going to be a very, very popular construction. But the construction is that I'm looking into more. We get rid of, delete this. Like this build, I'm looking in the middle that avoiding 7,400 and below. So let's say if we avoided 7,400 and below, I go as far down as sat though. Okay. What type of lineups can we make with that? Because maybe McKinney's does score 115 points and does, and still doesn't make it. Maybe going right to, maybe having your highest price fighter be Hill. Or your highest price fighter be Spivak. I mean, imagine making a lineup with Spivak as your highest price fighter and just doing Spivak, Quinlan, which is still two popular fighters. Average remaining player salary is eighty-one fifty. And maybe you play, maybe you play an Egger and a Brogan Walker or something like that. Eighty-three fifty. And Ariana Lipsky. And you have 8,300 left. And Juliana, well, you already have, right. You could do something like this. You could play Neil, Miller, something something like this. 49.8. And go right down the middle. Where Neil is your, your lowest price fighter. Sato fits in much better. So, like, if you go all the way down to Sato. And use him as your cheapest fighter. Can you make a lineup that has only one dog in it? 
because Edgar technically isn't a dog. Edgar is actually the favorite in this fight, even though she's priced underneath it. So if she's a favorite, average remaining player salary is 86.25. So can I make, let's see, Miller, Lipsky, Luke, and Ola Jacek, right? So I can make a lineup like this with Sato. If I don't mind switching to, you know, an underdog, right? Go from Miller to Walker, then I could move Ola Jacek up to McKinney. So I could find, I could get a McKinney lineup that only uses one dog. Of course, you have to worry about Quinlan and Spivak who have, and Hill, three guys that have over a 50% chance of winning inside the distance. But that's the main reason why, why these types of constructions aren't going to be played as much. So people are going to try to fit in at least two of these guys, two of, at least two of McKinney, Hill, Spivak, or Quinlan. And then have to find two dogs that win. But what happens if on a slate only one dog wins? Well, it's still, as long as you get like two of these guys right, rather than three or one of them, I think you can be fine. And of course, that means in this mid-range, like the mid-range has three women's fights. That's the entire mid-range. 8,400, 8,300, 8,200. All of these are, are and people don't tend to, to like the, the women's fights because uh, they, they're also more likely to go to decision. So people may avoid, they may play one of one of one of the women. But will they play two of the women? Will they play three of the women? My hot take on uh, on the expert survey is at least two women's fighters make the optimal lineup. Is it likely? No. That's why it's a hot take. But that's that's what I will be building based on. So if you remove, if we remove all of this, right, remove all the fighters 7,400 or below. What do these lineups even look like in general? So let's, 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 let, I'm just going to run like a couple, or I just stop it here. So at 49.9, see, I mean, take a look at this. Take a look at these types of lineups using median projections, which I don't really care that much about. So here you get McKinney, Quinlan, Lipsky, Edgar, Walker, Sato. Walker's an underdog, but she's a, a slight underdog at 7,900. And Sato's a dog. So here's one. Hill, Quinlan, Lipsky, Luke, Edgar, Sato. Boom, done. Isn't it? It's kind of what we made before. You have five favorites in your lineup. Because Edgar is technically still a favorite, even though she's priced underneath. Here's one. Here's Hill, Quinlan, Lipsky, Edgar, Miller, Neal. Only one dog in your lineup. McKinney, Quinlan, Luke, Edgar, Walker, Sato. Walker's a slight dog. And then you got one decent dog in your lineup. Right, you can make these lineups. Here's a Spivak one with Quinlan and Hill. So look, you could play three fairly owned guys and still only only have like one decent sized dog. Neil isn't even that big of a dog. Neil is what minus is plus one seventy, so not that bad. Now at fifty thousand, you may run into some duplication problems with this with using all three. Right, Spivak, Quinlan, Hill. Let, let's say let's say we group that out. Okay, so let's go into player groups and let's group out McKinney, Hill, Spivak, and Quinlan and make it so that we can all max play two because all those lineups had three in it. So let's do max two of these. Let's just run, run a couple, run. I'll just stop it here. So here we go. McKinney, Quinlan, Lipsky, Edgar, Walker. You have three women in your lineup. 
Here's Hill, Quinn, Luke Edgar, right? You still have two women in your lineup. Hill, Quinlan, Lipsky, Edgar, Miller, Neal, right? You have three women in the lineup. McKinney, here's a McKinney lineup. So even you could even get McKinney and still end up. Here's two women in your lineup and Sato. So these are the types of lineups that I'm looking at primarily, which is the main reason why I'm going to have like two women in most of my lineups, at least two women in most of my lineups, because they're right in that mid-range. Miller and Lipsky. You could still you could still get McKinney and make a lineup that you don't need to have some really low-priced dog that, that probably doesn't win. Here's a McKinney Hill lineup, for instance. Here's a 50,000, a 50K one. This is going to be duped too much, but... McKinney, Hill, Lipsky, Walker, Neal, Sato. What's wrong with this? Sato is the only significant dog on, on, on this lineup, right? If we take a look at here, like Neal is plus 160. That isn't that bad, but Sato is plus 255. So Neal's still a 38% chance. So like anything underneath Neal is a big dog. Granger isn't a big dog, but she also barely has any upside. I think a lot of people are going to play Granger at plus 170 because not many are going to play. Like Corey McKenna is going to be the lowest owned favorite by far. And of course, because of that ownership, uh, she rates out pretty well. So as usual, as usual, the higher priced female favorite on a slate where everyone wants to play everyone else, I will be over on. And I, I it's every slate I do this. And it doesn't work out. I'd say 95% of the time it doesn't work out right? 5% of the time it does. And that's typically when I win a lot of money. That's actually exactly when I win a lot of money, right? My two biggest wins in MMA have come on 9K plus female fighters that were like 10% off or 8,800. I think Melissa Gatto in in, uh, in her return, uh, she was 8,800 and put up like 130. Well, that was a big win for me. And then uh, what, Miranda Maverick? Was it Maverick? Someone like that. She was in that range or something like that. It wasn't, was it Maverick or was it Macy Barber? No, it was Maverick. And she put up like 117 at like 9,200. That was was like a 40K win for me. The other one was like 120K. Doesn't work out often. Let me tell you that. It doesn't. You play these these women, the, the, the underdog wins. Or she scores 68 points in a decision. But at like, Sub 10% ownership. I I think she's going to come in somewhere between 8 and 12%. But I have to expect sharper players to be over the field on her. I'm, go- I'm going to expect to study some 150 maxers and the one and the owner, the, the exposure of the 150 maxers on McKenna versus the field is going to be higher. Definitely. Because it's so clear that that's, I mean, it's just that she stands out so much. She's only minus 200 to win in a sea of two to one favorites, three to one favorites. She's plus 315 inside the distance in a sea of like, look at a look at look at how high these odds are. Minus 120, minus 165, minus 130, minus 355. She's plus 315, 24%. But she does have grappling upside. If she was a striker, I'd be less, I'd be less inclined. But she does grapple. So even in a decision, maybe, maybe, maybe she scores 110 points. Maybe it's unlikely. Yes. But it's, it's, I mean, her chances of winning inside the distance, according to the betting line is 24%. And she's going to be what? 8% owned. her chances. She's plus 575 in the first round. 
And a first-round score is typically 90-plus, 100-plus. Plus 575 is an implied probability of 15%. She's going to be lower owned than 15%. So why wouldn't I? Why would Take a shot. Doesn't mean I have her in half my lineups. No. Maybe I end up with her in a quarter of my lineups. 20% of my lineups. Something like that. Maybe. But that, I mean, that's why she, it, you, you bump her ownership up, uh, you know, to 18%, then not so much, right? If we, if I change this year, I make her ownership 17%. She's meh, right? 17% owned, not good. But if she's 11% owned, she's 10%, 9%. Yeah, you're going to lose 90% of the time. Yeah, of course. But when she breaks the slate in what, the second fight of the night, I think? I think it's the second fight. Or one of them, I don't know. I think there's two women's fights that that start that start the card. I'm not sure if she's one of them. But I don't mind, right? And let's say, worst case scenario, she scores 80 points. Well, that'll help me cash at least, I guess, right? Especially since a lot of people may be going to Miranda Granger on the bottom. The only, the only good thing about Miranda Granger is that on a slate where, like, no dogs win, her fight is more likely to go the distance, so she's... She's more likely than not, compared to these other these other people down here, to have the highest score as a loser. Because maybe she scores 35 points, 38 points in a loss. And some of these other fighters, I mean, down here may may not even make it to the second round. I mean, I, I mean Eric Gonzalez, Sam Alvey, Santos probably gets knocked out in the first two rounds. Alvey gets knocked out in the first round. Eric Gonzalez is dead in the first round. Sakai is not going to put up enough volume. So he'll need to win. If he goes to the, the, him as a loss, Sato doesn't do much. He doesn't get a KO. Usman, that's going to be a slow fight. So it's like <coughs> Granger has more of a chance of being the high scoring loser than she does <laughs> that she does anything else. Uh, Daniel Hutchins even, po- even posted his playable lineup in, with that combination. McKinney, Hill, Quinlan, Neal, Sakai, Usman. I think, isn't that one? I, I feel like that's a lineup that I pointed out before. He says 107,697 possible lineups. The possible lineups that include, I'm assuming that includes stacks. That includes the fight stacks. Or ones that don't include, I mean, whatever the number is, but probably only a few thousand that are playable. Yes. Maybe not even that. A few thousand? Maybe there's 2,000 that are playable. Either from a duplication standpoint, uh, you know, too duplicated or too low win equity. Because obviously you could play Gonzalez, Alvey, Granger, Santos, Usman, Sky. You can play all the six biggest underdogs. Leave 7,000 on the table. Good luck with that. I think I'd I think I'd rather play a lineup that's duped 40 times than play that lineup. Like that's that's how low of an expected value that playing the six biggest underdogs on this, especially this slate will be that I'd rather, I'd rather just play my cash lineup in the, in the if I was playing cash, I'd rather just, uh, just throw in the, the, the highest own lineup and hopefully min cash or you win and you split with like 700 of your friends and you get like $520 or whatever the hell it would be. But yeah. MMA card, so it's not it's not that hard. I mean, 12 fights, pretty straightforward, right? It's easy to see what the combinations that are going to be more popular. 
unless unless dogs win, the mid-range builds have a higher a higher expectation, and they're going to be less duplicated. So that, that's like a perfect combination to me. Truthfully, I prefer slates where the, most of the fights are even, because you get so much you get so much more from leaving money on the table. You you it just opens up the amount of playable lineups. If the, if the highest price fighter was like minus 200, 220 or something, <coughs> minus two fifty even. We had a lot of fights that are like minus 150 is the favorite, like right in the middle. Like the amount of combinations you can make is is, is immense. On this card, it's like how, how do you how do you leave two thousand on the table and have have enough win equity? I mean, imagine doing that. I mean, I mean, there'll, there'll be some people that are building lineups. I'll, I'll that are going to go. I'm I'm not going to spend more than forty eight. Imagine imagine doing something like this. No more than forty eight thousand, leaving two thousand on the table. I mean, if we, we build some of these lineups, I mean, you got Quinlan, Egger, Miller, Cachoeira, Neil Sato. I mean, just like, how often does this 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 work out? Yes, it's lower ownership, but that these are the, you need these to be the six highest scorers on the slate to to leave twenty one hundred on the table. They have to be. There's no like, well, they don't make the top six. Like, like no, you have twenty one hundred on the table. You could literally replace any fighter in this lineup with with Terrence McKinney. Like every, every right, all these fighters are twenty one hundred. You could like this lineup right here. It has to be these have to be the top six scores. Because if they're not, you could fit anyone else, and it'll make the optimal. That's why playing four dog lineups on a slate like this. I'm always pissed off that on slates where everything's close and 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 only two dogs win or one dog wins. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, perfect slate for a bunch of dogs to win. This slate. I don't know. I'll say this, and there'll be five underdogs that win. What'll happen is that Usman and Sakai will get a knockout, and Whit'll get seven million points with four hundred takedowns. Santos will get a lucky punch and knock out Hill in the first round. Right? It'll be something like Sam Alvey wins. He probably doesn't even make the optimal line, but the fact that he wins just will piss me off. Yeah, just my luck. That'll happen. I mean, I'm I'm showing you a path. It could happen. It's just uh, the betting lines really don't 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 really favor that. So if you got any questions about the UFC slate in the YouTube chat, feel free to type them in. Kind of short show, short show today. Get, get to the point. Why not? Let's get right to the point. I've I talked for almost two hours last night uh, recording the MMA Grounded Bound podcast. So you should go check that out if you're a Roto Grinders premium member. And then you could listen listen to an hour and 40-something minutes of fight breakdowns and, and analysis and DFS strategy and some jokes. <clears throat> a shooey bet, right? If Sam Alvey, if Sam Alvey makes the optimal lineup, uh, Mike Brown will, will do a shooey. Whatever liquid he wants, it doesn't matter. And if, Sal, if Sam Alvey makes the optimal lineup, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose a lot of money tomorrow. <laughs> right? He's, 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 I'm not going to have much of them at all. Uh, so if you got any questions, post them in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Always helps us out here on the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. You can always subscribe to this if you want to just listen to it. You could, this podcast, this is also audio as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, everything. Eagles 1985, thoughts on Gonzalez as a leverage play. He fits into lineups that don't have McKinney. Sure, why not? What thoughts would I have? 
you could play any fighter on the slate. It depends on what uh, is Elson is in the rest of your lineup. Would I play Eric Gonzalez in a lineup that leaves 2,500 on the table? No. <coughs> but in an Eric Gonzalez lineup, you're not as concerned about ownership. So, like, if you're going to play, for instance, let's put them all back in the pool. <coughs> If you're going to play Eric Gonzalez in your lineup, obviously you're not playing McKinney. You could play some chalk, right? You could play Hill, Spivak, Quinlan, right? You have 84.50 remaining. Like even like playing, like let's say you play Luke A, let's Luke A 34%, then you 8,400 left. Like this, like for instance, this lineup, I wouldn't play in large field. And you go, well, why wouldn't you play this? It has Eric Gonzalez. He's low. Look how low owned he is. Yeah, it's a 50K lineup. And look at the total ownership. Look at all the ownership of, of everyone else. You're playing like the most popular combination. Like this may be the most popular Eric Gonzalez lineup. Well, he's only going to be in 3% of lineups. But 3% of how many lineups? How many lineups are in the large field contest? Let's go to the combo calculator. What a... 32,679. So let's just say, let's say Eric Gonzalez is 3% on. Let's just say. That's still 980 lineups or so. Okay? So there's going to be 980 Eric Gonzalez lineups. And many will spend most of the salary. And if you combine, these are the, this, these are the highest owned fighters you could play. Uh, 50K Eric Gonzalez lineup. So this lineup, even with Eric Gonzalez, maybe duped 10 times, eight times, maybe something like that. But you take this out, maybe you don't play the main event. You don't play Hill, right? You do something like this. Maybe maybe this line we play Ola J. Chuck. You don't play Quinlan. You play Battle. And you have 8,000 left. And maybe then you can play Stephanie Edgar. Like this may be a better, it's still a 10K, it's still a 50K lineup. So maybe you'd take out Edgar and you play, uh, well, you're, you know, you have Luke in there. You play Priscilla catch a, catch a beating. 49-8. This may be a better lineup. Because your ownership on the remaining fighters is, is still low enough. But you could still play a Spivet. You could still play own fighters. Right, because you're getting you're getting leverage with Gonzalez, but still, you have, you have to you don't want to run into popular combinations because even Eric Gonzalez is going to be owned. Uh, Ian Braden, did you end up checking out the lineups in the live final from last weekend? How would you approach that contest? Uh, the lineup that I would have I played that the lineup I would have played I played in the two hundred dollar triangle last week. I, I would I would have come in like I think sixth place. Had I played it, I think I, I would have played Nunez, Koski, Koske, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't have played Pavlovich. And Pavlovich scored like 131 points. So I wouldn't have, but Pavlovich was only like 20%. Like uh, uh, everyone had the same idea. Very knockout dependent first round type of fight. If it hits the second round, you're, you're good. And Pavlovich was expected to be popular. He was popular in the normal contests. So a lot of people in live final, only two people played him. Had I known that, I would have played Pavlovich, but I, I would I, I would have thought that at eighty three hundred, he would have been a little bit more popular. But yeah, but I, I would have I would have played uh, Garcia. He lost. 
scored a bunch of points. I would have played Perez. I would have played. I would have played a two-dog lineup like that and tried to score as many points as possible. But Perez scored four points. So I would have played Nagimaranu, Nikolai, Nikolai, whatever his name is, whatever that lineup was. It was Nunez, Koski, Nagimaranu, Perez, Garcia, and someone else. I forgot who. I have it on a sheet somewhere. And it was a dupe that won. So basically two people duped. And it wasn't even a lineup that probably should have been duped. Like had I had I built the lineup that won, that tied for first twice in two ways, I would have never thought in a 10-man contest that that would have been duped. But it did. It happens. Stuff happens. Rodney Spears asked, are we getting a few stupid Saturdays this year? No. We didn't have it last year. I got stuff to do on Saturdays. Now with MMA, I got soccer in the morning, MMA at night. I got, I got too much. I'm, I'm building lineups for NFL now on Sunday morning. So stupid Saturday was after I built lineups. Oh, I'm going to build lineups at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and then come on and yell at people. But now now I'm, I'm building lineups at like 9 in the morning on, on Sundays instead. So I have nothing to say on stupid. I'd have nothing stupid to say. I do enough stuff as it is. How much more of me do you want? I do this show five days a week in the morning, right? I do the Theory of DFS podcast that comes out every other week, right? Uh, I do the MMA show, the premium show. I do did uh, the Grinders Live occasionally. Well, NFL comes around. I'll be doing showdown shows. I'll be at the night. I'll be doing some some game theory show or whatever Friday afternoons. I'm in. How much more of me do you want? There's nothing more that I could give you. I'm here. I'm here 11 in the morning. Oh, it's stupid. It's stupid weekdays. That's what it is. So we'll just do it that way. So instead of stupid Saturdays, it's just stupid every day. That's what truthfully what I think anyway, right? Stupid every day. Every day is stupid. So if you want, if you want to get your stupid stuff in, just show up Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern for the DFS pregame show. Of course, Mondays we have James McCool. Fridays I cover MMA. Tuesday through Thursdays it's whatever, whatever happens to be going on. MLB, soon to NFL, showdown stuff, who knows. And, uh, and I answer your questions. So as long as you have questions in the chat, I typically answer them. But only if you give me enough thumbs ups. You right? You know the, the like button. I love the like button. You give me the like. Give me the like down button. Who cares? Thumb it down. Who cares? Be as stupid as you want. But what I would suggest you do is sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month and join me in the Roto Grinders Discord. The Premium Discord is is hopping, right? Maybe not in my channel. My channel it's it's it's, it's more subdued. It's like a library. Someone comes in. Ask a question, gets a detailed explanation, and then go, okay, bye. Those types of conversations. So if you come, you could ask me questions anytime you want. Just post them in there. You don't have to wait for a YouTube show or anything. You could join them in the back channel. If you have the back projections from Derek Cardi. I've been hanging out in the Chiefs prop shop for the past two days. That's a mess. Right? Now that's free. I don't even think you have to be a premium member to even get that channel. There's a lot of there's a lot of chaos in that channel. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just it's just nonstop. People, it's three in the morning and people are putting props down for esports and tilting maps or something. I I have no idea what's going on in there half the time. 
Because the esports, Korean baseball at five in the morning. Do people sleep? Do people ever sleep in that channel? I have no idea. Sign up. Well, all you have to be is, I think, a regular Rotogrinders member, as long as you have an account on the site. You don't even have to pay. I think you could join the Discord and join that 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 chat there. So do that. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We've got a big 13-game MLB slate later today. Dean and the guys will be going over it uh, with you. 5 o'clock Eastern on Grinders Live. Then immediately following that is crunch time. Kevin Roth will give you all the details on the weather. You obviously can check the weather report here on uh, the Roto-Grinders site, but a lot of times, like last night, going over, you know, the Phillies. What's going on in Philadelphia? Well, if they do this, we're we're, we're on Twitter scouring for, for, for photos to see if it's raining there. Is the tarp on? Right, he's giving an updated forecast. So you, I, I, until the last minute, I didn't know whether or not I was going to play Phillies players or not. That's a good, that's why you tune into crunch time. Get up to date, uh, minute by minute, second by second account of that. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, so good luck. If you're not in my contest, says you, right. If you're in my contest, I want to win. So I'm not going to wish you luck, right? If you're not in my contest, if I'm not in your contest, feel free to win those. Good luck to you in there, right? I'm going to wish myself luck in the contest that I'm in. But, uh, but I will see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. And come back where I uh, answer your DFS strategy questions like I always do on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 